Good morning, babes, and welcome to Coffee and Tequila, the show for people who love stories and love storytelling, where you get a morning show on Mondays and a late show on Fridays. I am Alistair, and this and is my I, lovely co-host. And I'm Zach, and uh, this episode is kindly being sponsored by Helix Sleep, as always. But, guys, we've got great news, so at least for the time being, I think we've nailed down a little bit of a, a format here. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say we'd, we've created a pattern. We've created a, a pattern. There you go. That's a perfect word for it. So we put out a poll um, for you guys on Instagram and on YouTube saying, would you rather see hot topics on Monday morning shows or hot topics on Friday more or on Friday late shows? And then, you know, the stories on the other day. So we've been going back and forth on that for the foreseeable future. You are going to get our hot topics show. We're going to talk about hot topics, headlines in the news, uh, some current events. And we're going to talk about things we've watched over the weekend, over the week, um, just different things like that on Monday mornings. Okay. And then on Friday late shows, we're going to do our story time. So uh, this Friday we will have our Bob Paris story time. Um, yes, as our late show. Okay. Yes, and I'm so glad that we're getting the time to actually like focus on that. Yeah. Um, and if you're watching this, so first off, um, we are on all podcasting platforms yes. and visually on YouTube uh, at AZB Bonus Features on YouTube and Coffee and Tequila and all podcasting platforms. Please, 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 yes. like, subscribe, leave us a review on uh, the podcasting platforms, Apple and Spotify. Five star review, okay? Leave us a, leave us five stars on Spotify. You don't have to leave Apple. us five stars. Five we stars, always appreciate five, constructive no, no, no. criticism. The other ones are not accepted. Five stars. I, I always appreciate constructive criticism. And if you're watching me right now, I just want to go ahead and apologize because I'm going to be sweating throughout this. Oh my gosh. El Paso oh my gosh. is super hot right I now. Don't, this is, I think it's about 108 degrees right now. You're in the devil's ass yes. crack, man. <laughs> or at least hell adjacent. We also, you can go to, you can email us or DM us on, on Instagram at coffee tequila show at gmail.com and let us know what topics you want us to cover. If there's a headline during the week that you want us to like cover and if, if the, you know, things like that, if, if, if something catches our eye, we might do it. And if, you know, we get enough requests for a single thing, then we will, we will add that to the show. Well, let's get into hot topics, shall we? Alistair. I know. Britney Spears got married. Okay. Thursday morning, Britney Spears, there was there was rumors. There was there's like helicopter shots of Britney Spears' backyard and like people setting up tents and like coming in with tables and chairs and like really setting up an event, okay? And it looked exactly like a wedding. And so there were reports from like a German news station that it was <laughs> <laughs> that she was getting married and I flipped shit. My one of my good friends, Troy, I'm he's my he's my fellow Britney buddy. And so I was just completely texting him all morning. I knew he was asleep. Um texting him all morning, like, hey, Britney Spears is getting wait, married. Wake your ass up. Wait, now I'm looking at Jason Alexander, Britney Spears' first husband that she was married to him for 55 hours. He's like storming her house. Troy, wake up. You have to look at all this. It was it was wild. Okay. And I was so excited. It was a wonderful day. Um we actually on Friday that that's when all the pictures were coming out. The, yeah. the pictures were coming out Friday um, of the wedding. Who was there? All the guests. All of you know, just different moments from the wedding. The dress. We got saw, saw a picture of the dress on Friday, and it didn't. I didn't like it at first. It wasn't. It didn't really hit me at first, but it quickly grew on me. It was designed by Donatella Versace herself. I know it's called Versace. Versace. I just I can't do it. Versace. Gucci. <laughs> and uh, it was just wild. I was my mind was spinning. I it was it was madness. I couldn't. I couldn't concentrate okay um and so i texted troy and i was like hey we have to record for it and we quickly that night uh, recorded all of our thoughts about the wedding we kind of reacted to all of the pictures and all the news coming out about it let me tell you i was a privileged person <laughs> you were we had a i literally lot. sat in this seat right here <laughs> while they were recording yeah listening to all of it with like one headphone uh, while like looking up at up the my, pictures yeah so like i would definitely say check it out it's only right now on what 
Troy and Zach Chaotic on AZ. It was, it's, it's, it's on the same channel that this Coffee and Tequila is the video yes. on. Yeah, so um, he was our very studio good. audience of one, and you were very much appreciated. But I love when when I have Troy on. I feel like Troy and I are so in sync with pop culture that I just he's he's one of my favorite guests. Um, and then you yeah. have a more. What I love about you is that you have a more. You have a newer eye with pop culture. So I love that. You no, know, because I always love telling people something for the first time, right? I won't ever get to tell Troy something and he won't know it. And like, you know, he knows everything. But when I tell you stuff and see your face and your reaction at certain things and I'm like, hey, here's the tea on well, this music video. Here's the tea on this movie. Did you know this? And he just lights up. And so it's like a whole new world with Elster. It's a whole new world. I'm Ariel. Uh, but um, I, th- I think the difference Did you is. just call it Ariel. Ariel. A whole new world. What movie is that, baby? Oh, Jasmine. <laughs> anyway, we just watched Ariel, so she was on my mind. Uh, yeah. But anyways, um, no, no, because I, I think it's cool because like he's somebody who you're, I guess, weirdly, intellectually, pop culturally, like on the same <laughs> level with me. But but with me, you can like fanboy out and like introduce me to stuff. Everything. Honestly, you, you, you taught me everything I know. I, I knew I who Britney that. Spears was though. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> like Jenny in a bottle. I'm like fucking hell after damn it. <laughs> no, I did not say that. <laughs> Rebel Wilson came out last Thursday also. That was pretty, that was surprising. I saw somebody on Twitter say that, you know, every pride month, um, there's, there's just going to be celebrities coming out, but no, she, nobody expected Rebel Wilson this, this pride season. So Rebel Wilson posted on Instagram. She posted a picture of her, her and her girlfriend. And it says, I thought it was, searching for a disney prince but maybe what i needed all this time was a disney princess hashtag love is love she looks gorgeous her she girlfriend does. is gorgeous they look so happy so we were really happy for her right and then uh, news came out quickly after that that she didn't really decide to come out on her own terms so uh it was not long after that it was being reported that she came out because you know the sydney morning herald were basically forcing her to come out right they were giving mm-hmm. her an ultimatum hey you comment on this relationship that we know you're in and that you know we we've heard about or and you have two days to comment right or we're going to print this story without your comment basically we're going to out you anyway so would you like to comment on this story so at first, the first thing we see is an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like very proud of her. And then we find out, honestly, the Sydney Morning Herald kind of out of out of they, themselves. Yeah, they kind of in like, terms of why this. would you even own She didn't even mention like them that. at all. She didn't. And she didn't really comment on that. She just kind of took the narrative into her own hands. Mm-hmm. And like, she shouldn't have had to be outed, right? But I'm glad that she got to put the news out before anybody else, even if it was a little bit sped up. Um, and, and she wasn't exactly ready for it. Apparently, everybody had already been talking about it. You know, it was already something that was kind of an open secret. So we've covered a lot of open secrets on this show. And it was kind of an open secret. But like, she hasn't, you know, there's a difference between the people around you knowing something and then you releasing it publicly, right? Mm-hmm. So she, she had to, in a way, be forced to, come out publicly honestly she did it super gracefully yes um she didn't even like point at anybody at all but the sydney herald you know sydney morning herald showed their own yeah, asses all right so this was the statement from the sydney morning herald as rebel wilson knows we do not live in a perfect world so it was an abundance of caution and respect that this media outlet emailed rebel wilson's representatives on thursday morning giving her two days to comment on her new relationship with another woman, LA leisure wear designer Ramona Agruma, before publishing a single word. Big mistake. Wilson opted to gazump the story, posting about her new Disney princess on Instagram early Friday morning, the same platform she had previously used to brag about her handsome ex-boyfriend, wealthy American beer baron Jacob Bush. She even had her bestie, 
the actor Hugh Sheridan, doing radio interviews on Breakfast FM on Friday morning, during which he gloated about introducing the women to each other six months ago. Apparently, they hit it off pretty much immediately, but had kept the relationship under wraps. Considering how bitterly Wilson had complained about poor journalism standards when she successfully sued Woman's Day for defamation, her choice to ignore our discreet, genuine, and honest queries was, in our view, underwhelming. Of course, who anyone dates is their business, but Wilson happily fed such prurient interest when she had a hunky boyfriend on her arm. Why would they do something like that? It's just the arrogance and the entitlement that they even came out with that. And they basically, like, they completely honed up to, like, hey, we gave her two days. to And and I guess that was a mistake because she took the story and ran with it herself. Almost like they were entitled yes. to tell that story for it, her. It was actually Andrew Hornery. Mm. I, I'm hoping I say that right. Andrew Horney. <laughs> Andrew Hornery was like, oh, it was a big mistake to even let, let her know that, yes. that we were going to do this. What was uh, because that, man? instead of us getting the scoop, she went ahead and did it herself. And I was like... I could not believe that they came out with that fucking statement. Exactly. I was like, you fucking idiots, he, to be honest. I'm he, sorry. He was like, language, uh, we I'm were gazumped. 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 Like, Who says gazumped in any way? Maybe it's an Australian thing. I don't know. If we oh, have any Australian accent, listeners... Then. Way with gazumped. Is that it, though? I guess. I don't know. It's just they basically showed their ass, you know. Um, they put out their own fucking statement and really, like, they, they, they incited all the hate onto themselves, right? So people are going off on them on social media and really, like, coming to Rebels' defense. And I'm really happy to see that because I feel like over the – especially over the, like, past five years – Rebels just getting hit with a bunch of different stuff, right? Like she, she made herself younger in order to be in Hollywood, right? Like she kind of like aged oh, I herself. Forgot about yeah, that. she aged herself down, and then somebody came out with a report that no, she's actually this many years old. And like, also look into the context of of that, right? Like Hollywood very much values younger. And would she have had especially all especially with women? Would she have been hired for all the roles if if people were looking at her age on a call sheet, right? Um, so, like, look at why she would have done that. And, and people gave her shit for, you know, not not giving her real age out there. Also, she loses a bunch of weight for her own damn reasons. It's none of anybody else's business why mm-hmm. she lost weight. If she decides she wants to lose weight, that's her own that's her own prerogative. Um, and people gave her shit for that, too, right? I think we're, like, in a really weird era in yeah. terms of, with, with, like, body image. Body image is a conversation where we absolutely you decide need to have to change, yeah. Like, if you decide to change how you look physically, there's something... You for some reason hate who you were. Yeah, you know. And what do you mean? Like you, you saw that with Adele a lot too. They're like that you. Oh, the public you, perception is that you, you hate. Is who that you, you were. hated okay. who you were? Gotcha. You know, and that's not always yeah. true. Yes, at at some points, people just want to feel confident in their own skin. Yeah. You know, and whatever that looks like, good for them. Yeah. If you're heavier and you feel confident, you know, I'm not here to tell you that that's wrong. If somebody wants to slim down. For whatever reasons, it could be health reasons. It could be you don't know what the reasons are, right? Um, that's it. Literally, is their own prerogative. Okay, um, I don't think we should be commenting on other people's bodies. That's one of the big reasons that I needed to step away from YouTube for a while, is because my weight is always up and down. Um, we need to have a whole body conversation at some point. We should. But do. My weight is always up and down, and. I, I got so tired of people commenting on it. I just don't think you should comment on anybody's weight. So she had to deal with that. And now she's, you know, having to come out and it's not even on her own terms. It's like, does she does she catch a break? Guys, leave this woman alone for a little bit. You know, let her kind of live. And I, I don't and know. She just had an amazing Netflix movie come out. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was funny. I think it was yeah. very funny for a, a child of the 2000s. It, it was. It yeah. was, yeah. But um, I don't know. So she put out a she put out a short little statement. She didn't even really comment 
all that much after after the Sydney Morning Herald basically showed their ass. She commented under a under a fan's post that said, "Thank you for your comments. It was a very hard situation, but trying to handle it with grace." Heart emoji, and that's Perfect. all she said. That's all Perfect. she said, and that's all she needs to say, right? Yeah. Like she didn't know anybody anything. <laughs> On Saturday, police in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, pulled over a U-Haul near a local Pride event. They were having a local Pride event, and like it was like called Pride in the Park, and so they pulled over. Police pulled over a U-Haul because somebody had called in. Um, a, a concerned citizen had called the police saying, "Hey, it looks like there's this this group um, of who are like, like militarizing themselves, yeah. and they're like gathering into a U-Haul, and it looks really suspicious." She called the police. The police pulled um, this U-Haul over, and they found 31 people inside. Okay, so these men were wearing navy blue shirts, khakis, tan hats, face coverings, and Patriot Front patches. The Patriot Front is a white supremacist group. Yep. So they were on their way to this Pride event. Um, they also had riot shields with them, different riot, you know, riot gear, probably like knee pads and all of that. The police also found there was I couldn't I couldn't confirm if they found other weapons, but they definitely found a smoke grenade. I I saw the same when I was looking up a smoke gr- grenade in a master plan to yeah. riot at the Pride event. But just from the the sheriff's statement. That he he gave like a press conference from this uh, sheriff's press conference. He said that, that somebody did ask if there were other weapons, and he said he he just doesn't know yet. Right, everything was still being processed, and that we probably wouldn't know till Monday. So I wonder if there were other weapons too. So um, Coeur d'Alene police definitely believe that they arrived intending to riot. So. Um, I mean, it's scary. It is scary. So these people, these 31 people just as a group came from different states, right? They're from all over the place. There's at least 11 states that some of these people came from. So Texas, uh, Utah, Idaho, Colorado, uh, South Dakota, Arkansas, Illinois, Wyoming, Washington, Oregon, and Virginia. So they were they were from all over coming to this Pride event and absolutely looking to to start a riot they they were there why are you why are you showing up to a private event with a smoke grenade right um let alone any other weapons that were maybe going to be found right and we'll we'll know a little bit more about that later but yeah. that's what and, and, and they're all i think supposed to be charged yeah. with conspiracy to riot yeah. which is a misdemeanor mm-hmm. And what's also crazy is I did, I read about like the pride event itself and there was a lot of protesting going around the pride event, a lot of church groups that showed up, um, that decided to sing like holy songs to drown out everybody else out. A lot of protesters who are out there, um, claiming uh, that, you know, they were sexualizing children and all that stuff. And this is supposed to be a place for people to like really express themselves. And I, Pride should be a safe zone. Like this is yeah. not this is not for for anybody else to be up in arms about. Like just don't go. You really have that much of yeah. a problem with if it. You just don't, don't care attend. about it. I mean, don't give it the attendance rate. You, well, obviously you know, they do care about it. It's know? it's but they yeah exactly they do care about it and they care about it so deeply that they are going to go and start a riot and start vi- like they they fully went there with the intention allegedly of you know and and disrupting the peace and all of that. It's it's just. It's, it's really sad. It's really scary. Well, I'm just glad that we're talking about it in terms of it, something that could have happened. Yeah. And not something that happened. Exactly. So one, one, one statement that the, the police conference did say is that, you know, this was – it was a pretty uneventful day because they did catch this ride. Had this gone through and had there not been that concerned citizen who called the police and reported that, thank you so much if you're watching this. Uh, yep. You know, you really did prevent something that could have been very dangerous, very violent. However, it was going to go right. It was not going to go in any positive sort of way. Um, even if they just showed up to intimidate people, like what's why why? Um, so 
I did see this. I saw this comment about it on on Twitter, and I, I thought it was just such a great take, right? So many folks talk about how they're being forced to accept things that go against their beliefs. You're not being forced to accept them. If you have a problem with people of color, with gay marriage, with trans people, with immigrants, with women of any race, etc., then you're still welcome to feel however you want to feel about those people. You're just not allowed to make their lives any harder because of your feelings. You're not allowed to turn their daily lives into a battleground. No one is forcing you to accept a single thing. You're just not being allowed to terrorize people. Well, I also feel like politically it doesn't make sense. Like yeah. if your political ideology is like against all of this, you going out and you making yourself look bad, how does that fix the situation? Yeah. You know what I'm really tired of? Is like I'm tired of the gaslighting, and I hate to use a woke term, but I'm really tired of the gaslighting that um, queer folks have to endure when you have conservatives or whatever other people saying, um, "You got you, nobody has a problem with being gay, nobody has a problem with being queer. You guys are acting like everybody's against you and stuff like that." Shit like this is happening. You know, shit like this is happening. This is not a single occurrence. This is not an isolated event. Like there are people actively going against the LGBT community. Like that's well, a, that's yeah. a, a very real thing, you know. And I feel like you have to be part of that community to recognize it as much because there's a lot of straight people who just don't see that. I just try to have because yeah, you know, they're they're not there to recognize it. They're not yeah. there, you know, thinking, oh, if I hold my husband or wife's hand in public, is this going to make me a target? Mm. You know, and that's something that they need to, that people just need to recognize. If you really like, if, if, if you really are on that side of like, oh, it's, uh, it's, you guys are just acting like victims. You're making victim noises and there's nobody, no, there's nobody hurting you. Then don't, then don't hurt us. Then, then leave this the fuck alone and let us have our pride events and quit posting on Facebook. Oh, well maybe we should have straight pride, right? Um, then I have straight pride. I don't care. Yeah. Brownwood actually, the, one of the, my hometown, I guess I would call it my hometown. Is it my hometown? Uh, it's, it's like a, it's like a teeter between Ballinger and Brownwood. But it's where most of your family is. It's where most of, my, most of my family is now, but I didn't really grow up there. Um, the So Brownwood was going to have a Pride Film Festival is what they were doing, and they posted it on uh, on Facebook. And the town was about split. There was a bunch of comments in the Facebook post, and my mom was going off. Uh, my mom loves a Facebook drama, right? And so she was in there <laughs> like, what is it What is it to you? What, what, is, what does this problem have to you? Don't ever join a Handmaid's Tale Facebook group. My mom did, and she's like all in there starting drama, right? She's coming for everybody. Um, so she was in there, and she was sending me screenshots of things that people were saying. And, you know, it was kind of split down the middle. I was pretty happy to see that at least a good chunk of, you know, the Brownwood people commenting in there was like, you know, this is great, and if you have a problem with it, just don't go, right? You don't yeah. have to go. But then there were obviously the bigots that were like, oh, let's do straight pride. Let's, you know, we should just do straight pride. Why are they acting like victims and they're being attacked? And Nobody's in there saying, oh, we're victims. They're saying, hey, we're going to have a film festival showing queer queer films. You know, um, that's all that they were saying. And people were, were adding, were totally projecting onto that. And it's just, I, I've seen too many instances of people having such a problem with queer people doing anything that celebrates queerness. Especially anything in... I wouldn't say social yeah. media. I, I would say anything media related, creatively. Yeah. Where they're like, "Why do we have to have another gay character? Anything or that a they gay see, character? Anything that they can see that they can see or hear that happens to be queer? They think it's woke fest. They think it's well, like anything like that. Then it's just, it's, it's the same yeah. thing because it's their own experience because they don't interact with other queer people, mm -hmm. so they don't see a reason for these entertainment, yeah, for these stories to have queer people in them. When you know, 
there are that's one of the big reasons why queer people tend to migrate towards you know places with other queer people yeah because you know they want to be in an environment that's safe and protected and has other people who are like-minded and you know it's just i see too many instances of things like this for me to really think oh we're completely fine we're not under attack nobody like really cares about us clearly people do right clearly we we are bugging a lot of people um you know, I I always had a problem with saying the word queer. The word queer I never heard growing up in a, in a positive in way, a positive right? Way. I always – it was like people saying fag. I heard queer used much more uh, violently and negatively than I, I ever heard fag used, right? And so um, – I hated the word queer. I hated when people said queer. I hated going on like pride live streams and like talking with people who, you know, other YouTubers that I, 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 you know, did little collabs with and they would say the word queer and it would just make me cringe on the inside. Right. And it's only in the last couple years that I've really like accepted that the word queer is not a bad word. But it's also how it's used, right? So well, I, absolutely. I, I think that Intent, queer is uh, yeah. not, isn't like the F word, isn't like uh, all of those words that we have that's so... It's a, it's a word that's been reclaimed and that can be used in context. Yeah. Like, fine. The queer community. That's that's good. I mean, I think other people can say it, too. Though. But I dem think queers. <laughs> dem queers. I think other people can say it as well. Like, the yes. straight community can yeah. say queer. Like, I would love to see, you know, some of my family members, I won't name anybody, but say the word queer, right? And just in a positive way. In a positive way. In positive way. Intent does matter. Um, because it is, you know... And we also have a lot of people saying, oh, it's not the don't say gay bill. Nobody's telling people not to say gay. Actually, you are. There's there's a lot of that, right? Because anytime you say the word queer, you say the word gay, you say that this this project is queer, gay, whatever, everybody's, you know, look at the responses that you get. You bring that up at all. You say the word queer and the responses tell you everything you need to know about what the mindset is. And we're not – we're totally regressing. We are, it's, we're regressing at a really scary rate, and it's not something that I ever really – took the time to like look into and like this is going to sound bad but i i stayed in my bubble my own bubble and my own life for for a very long time and i really didn't look outside of that i didn't have a very worldly view about a lot of things and um i am i'm i'm seeing this you know i'm seeing how fast we're regressing and we are just ricocheting back into this this i don't know dark ages what, what would you even call it you know the, the ages where we have to like we cannot say queer. Well, we cannot say gay. We cannot say these things that we need to like go back in the closet or we need to just, you know, be married, but like, don't say shit about it. Right. Don't, don't tell anybody that you're with a man or, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think we're in a very interesting pendulum swing. Yeah. Both on the left and right. We're like, there's people who are go so far left. They're super puritanical. You know? Yeah. And then same thing on the right side uh, where like people are trying to still trying to fi fi figure out, uh, like where you're at, but like Miss Marvel, you know, came out with one episode, yeah. amazing episode. I I watched it, I loved it, and then um, the conservative Christian moms uh, put out a petition to take it down. Because, Was it on the Facebook group? Their Facebook group? They have no, like a, I know they have like a, a mom something Facebook group. Uh, well, I looked at the petition, and it was just like a, a bunch of. Uh, conservative Christian mothers who are very concerned about Miss Marvel being out there and, you know, blaming Disney, um, for, you know, exposing, uh, people to queer people. Which episode know? are you talking about, by the way? The I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember the first episode of Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Oh, 
Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> Is that what you're... <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about right now. You did not watch it. Uh, no, I didn't. I'm exposing I'm him. I'm sorry. It was I a really good episode. Everybody tell him how good it was. I just like, there's it. a lot of Marvel content, y'all. It's really it, 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 I can't, it can't take up all my time. It um, was really good. Yeah. I don't know. The, it's just I I like talking about these queer subjects because I feel like these are really trying times right now, and I feel like these things. Um, I've lost a lot of my audience when I started talking more about queer stuff. And queer, really? Yeah, I did. Because a lot of people saw me as oh, like yeah. a good old country boy who... kind of yeah. saw, saw you as a... A Trump supporter. I got a lot of Trump supporter it, comments, it, it, even the, though I've never... The conservative ex- gay. Yeah, exactly. And I was never like that. I was I was I, a little bit conservative, I guess. But like, I still was... I've always been pretty liberal-leaning. Um, yeah. I just was in my own bubble. You know, I didn't really like care about the other well, world well, people news. hear your voice. Yeah. It's your boots and your Alabama hat. My boobs? Yeah, your yeah, boots. Yeah. My conservative titties, okay. <laughs> in your Alabama hat, and they uh, make an assumption. And honestly, like people make assumptions like that all the time. Whenever, for the, for the most part, whenever you hear a Southern drawl, you think, yeah. you know, you make an assumption on who that person is. Yeah. So um, I just probably, you know, if, if you don't like that stuff, I, you just, this might not be the show for you, and I might not be for you anymore, you know? Or you can just, well, I guess, never mind. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What were you going to say? Fuck off. <laughs> I was going to say just skip ahead to yeah. other stuff, but honestly, like, uh, you could be here trying to, ex- you know, expand your horizons. Yeah. And I'll, I'm, I'm all open to that, you know? There you go. I just want to have conversations that are kind of outside of my bubble these days. Um, but we, yeah, those are our hot topics for the day. We only had a couple of them. We flew those through those pretty fast. You know, I thought we were going to, I thought we were going to spill over into the next time. Uh, we we talked a lot more about uh, the Patriot Front. Uh, yeah. I thought we were going to talk about. Oh, I thought so. Too. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. going to be a brief mention, but okay. Um, we will take a break real quick. Go back, go into our sponsors, a qu- quick word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we are going to talk about all of the things we've been watching and we've just want to share with you guys and talk about with you guys now it's time to tell you all a little bit about our sponsor for today's episode helix sleep helix is a premium mattress and a box company that makes beds to fit your unique sleep style baby do you know what i love more than food Sleep. And you. Yes, sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sleep on our Helix mattress, no less. Um, We love our Helix mattress. This episode is kindly being sponsored by Helix Sleep, as always, and... It's what, what do we say about our Helix mattress that we haven't already said? It's perfect. It's wonderful. We've had it for two years now. We've had a queen-size Helix mattress and a king-size Helix mattress. So we've been around the board, and it is just perfect for us. Honestly, I recommend it to everybody at work. Do you walk around saying you can go to helixsleep.com? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Helix knows that everybody is different and everybody has their own unique needs, and so they've made a sleep quiz that'll match you with your perfect mattress based on your needs. I am an all-over sleeper. Alistair is more of a side sleeper. He likes a firm mattress. I like, uh, you know, more medium. We took the quiz together, and we got the Midnight Mattress. And one of the best parts about Helix is that they deliver the mattress right to your door for free. It comes rolled up in a box and is super easy to set up yourself. And if it makes you nervous to buy something online that you haven't tried, Helix has a 100-night sleep trial, so you get more than three months to make sure that you absolutely love it. And if you don't, They'll pick it up for you and you'll get a full refund. So if you or anybody you know is in the market for a new mattress and you think that Helix sounds right for you, you can go to helixsleep.com slash tequila and you can get up to $200 off and... Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, two free pillows. Okay, this, the, the energy there was a little off. <laughs> and we're back. Guys, there's a lot of content that we've... we've uh, 
I do, honestly, I feel like this doesn't even cover everything we've yeah, watched. I this is bad. everything that we could think about <laughs> today Listen, that we wanted to talk there's about. There's so much. There's, we have a little bit of a problem, right, is that there's just so much content out there coming from all sides, from Netflix, from all the different streaming services, and then the movies that are coming out, and like theaters about to, you know bringing movies back again. And it's just there's I, I there's too much. There's too much. You know, I we, I have I noticed we're having a, lot, a real problem like keeping up, and everybody keeps asking us, please cover this, please cover this, or you know, um, even with my bloody Judy um, and. and like we should cover this for bloody jet i'm like i have no time to watch this stuff you know exactly yeah. um and then like i don't want also want it to like turn into like a, a chore to watch these things because i really enjoy them but because we're, we're blessed yeah. to have as much content oh, as yeah. we're having right now oh, yeah. yeah yeah i don't want to bitch about it but there's just like it's do you guys feel like you have a little bit of a problem keeping up with all of the stuff that's kind of coming out i don't know i do and then we just got this squid game announcement that the squid game season two is coming out and i'm like i did not see that oh did you not yeah no. yeah, yeah yeah i'm super excited about that i will i will, I will make time for that and we just caught up on stranger things we were a little little bit late than everybody else and so we are now caught up on stranger things and fully like grasping for the next the couple episodes of the oh yeah the, of season four. in july so I, I think we might do a coverage of it in july yeah um but we're not gonna be doing a coverage of stranger <laughs> things today but we did really really enjoy it we did watch we just yesterday watched uh, jurassic world dominion yes we did we were very excited about this movie uh-huh I was I was excited for the spectacle of it. Um, I was not impressed with the last one. What was the last one? Fallen Kingdom. I was not impressed with that one. I don't like dinosaurs sad like either, it. and so I was really worried that the dinosaurs were going to be sad in this one, um, and they were a couple times. A couple yeah. times. I had to look down. But, you know, well, it, 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 we're, we're not giving any explicit spoilers here at all. There will be spo- There's probably going to be spoilers. So this is just your spoiler warning now. Okay, you should always come into these episodes realizing that there's probably going to be spoilers. Um, always, also, just a word of advice: check the. Uh, check, if you're watching on YouTube, check the YouTube notes because it'll list everything that we're covering. And so if we, if there's something that you haven't seen and you're not able to you skip it, you want to skip it. You, we have chapter times. Um, I thought this movie was really dull and I think it's forgettable. So I, okay. My thing about this movie is that I think that it's, so it's called Jurassic world dominion. I did not see any of that. Sorry, baby. It should be called Jurassic world locust. So weird, right? <laughs> so weird. Okay, so the plot, the the last, the end of the last movie set up a really interesting plot for this one, right? That the dinosaurs were out in Living our world. Living with dinosaurs. Yeah, we're world. out yeah. in our world, and we've been getting, we've been getting so many different teasers for a bunch of different things. Again, spoilers. I'm not going to say this 20 times, so you just have to, don't get mad at us. Um, we, I, I don't, I can't tell you how many times in a theater that we saw the opening to this movie, or at least like a clip that they were posting, right, of like a drive-through and dinosaurs coming mm-hmm. in and kind of disrupting a drive-through movie, and you know, Which running around the awesome. real world. That wasn't even in the the freaking movie. Exactly. That wasn't even in this. The the dinosaurs in our world is like is is not a plot point here. It's just not. It's like very very briefly shown and mentioned, but the big plot point is that there's you know. Jurassic locusts that yes. are flying around that are going to like cut off our food supply because they're eating everything, and that was you know a, a result of you know government. Well, it's it's like they created yeah. another issue instead of addressing the actual issue. At I hand. wanted to see dinosaurs in our world, um, like. And it, 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 my thing is, this movie did not fulfill the promise of the last movie. Yeah, and also, see the CGI is all good, but. 
I watched this movie and I watched Jurassic Park, yeah. and I still think that the think, dinosaurs more look more realistic. Well, I was telling you in Jurassic Park. Yeah, I was telling you that like we really have come so far as far as CGI and what we can do with CGI. But like, I think we need to come a little bit farther with animatronics. Go back to animatronics a little bit and like mm-hmm. develop that as much as you've been developing CGI. That would be really cool to see. Um, I thought it was dull, except for our three returning casts: Alan, um, uh, Laura Dern, and. <laughs> Alan, Lord, Lord Alan and Lord Aaron. and Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, um, Sam Neill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought they were great. I love seeing Laura Dern. I think seeing Laura Dern like act as if she's in a horror movie at certain times is just so fun. And These three are very, very fun. They have all the great lines, all the great bits. And then when we kind of like flash over to, uh, Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Pratt and Chris Bryce Pratt, Dallas it, just, Howard. it falls a little bit. The plot falls a little bit. It's just not my favorite. And I love Bryce Dallas Howard. I think she's so great, but it's just, I didn't love her in this. And I think I, I might be alone on that, but, yeah. and then there know. was just too many people at all times. There was like, when, when they all like merge, when the two groups merge, it's just so many people to keep track of. And all of the moments don't really land for me. You guys might've liked it though, if you've seen it and, and all the, all the power to you, you know. Don't let anybody t- anybody like dampen your dampen your shot or you know what you like. Dampen your shine. Dampen your uh, shot. I don't know. Don't, don't the, the, the we're not yucking your yum, is what with, I'm saying. With the first Jurassic Park franchise, yeah. especially the first movie, is that it's so big. Yeah. And it's like the, the score, everything is just so big, and they really lean into some of the campiness, but it's also a horror movie. Yeah. So when it's scary, it's genuinely scary. Well, they, let, and they take their time with the scenes. Take, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yes. And there's just so much in this movie. It it was okay. It didn't feel like they were yeah. taking their times with all of the things that they were setting up. It seems like they had a bunch of different storyboarded ideas or like ideas for the story that like little moments that this would be cool to do. Like this chase scene would be cool to do. And they put them all in here instead of like whittling it down to what would work and what doesn't. In the original Jurassic Park movie, there's there's another scene where they that was kind of um, supposed to be in there that was like one of the kids and I think it was Alan are supposed to be on like a river and there's a dinosaur chasing them while they're on the river. And they cut it because they're like, there's just not room for it, and it's just too much. It adds too much, and they really take their time on what we do get, like the car and the and the and the T Rex, or like you know, in the in the in the museum with the kitchen and and all of the yes. the dinosaur bones. Like they take their time with stuff like that. In this, it just feels like everything was too sped up, and they didn't really take their time with anything. I don't want to spend too much time on this one. Again, just go see it yourself. I do think it, you know, it's a fun big blockbuster movie. You can if you're I mean, into that, yeah, go it, see it, it. I wasn't bored. Yeah, but I wouldn't have mind watching. I'm gonna forget it. If, if, if I was watching it at our house. I probably would have paused it and not gone back to it. I think I'll, I'll just be, yeah, I'm just, I think I'll be bored or I, I just won't, I won't remember it. Honestly. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember Fallen kingdom too. And I, other than the ending, I, I really can't remember it. Exactly. So, the ending promised so much. <laughs> uh, we also saw top gun Maverick. That one's been up for a couple of weeks. We were intending to talk about it last week when we were going to, when we were going to come back. Okay. We watched Top Gun before going to see this one too, and, yes. and I'd seen it like a long time ago when I was a kid. And I watched it. Like we rewatched it in order to prepare for this one, and I was like, mm, "It's okay." Like it was okay. It's okay. It's just not hitting for me. Top Gun Maverick was such a fun ride. Well, I had the best time in that freaking movie. Top Gun Maverick made me care about Top Gun. Yes, honestly, and I I, I could see why people because I feel like if I was like. Back then, and watched it, I would have been nostalgic about it. Do you know how many, how many, how many older gentlemen I've heard like great balls of fire? I'm like, I over my head. I don't know. Well, they, they, they did really amazingly. Like unlike Jurassic World Dominion, um, the plot, yeah, the plot points are really well spaced out and it was solid. really well done. The cinematography is great. Guess what? 
um, right before we watched the movie, Tom Cruise was like, these are real G's. You know, you're really seeing a lot of these stunts. And I think that paid off beautifully. This is a movie 36 years later. In the original one, they did a lot of like practical stunts, right? Because they just didn't have the technology to do mm-hmm. all green screen and stuff like that. They could have made this whole movie green screen and they didn't. That's a that's what's really good about a Tom Cruise movie these days is that he's still going back to basics and doing all of these stunts himself. Um, he's probably, probably a so huge... Fun to be well, on, I bet he's a huge set. insurance liability, right? Oh, <laughs> I bet yeah. it's really hard getting him insurance, but um, he does it and he does it with his Mission Impossible movies. If you saw the last one with him and Henry Cavill, like his, he's doing all of these stunts he even like broke his leg on the set of that movie and i think that's what i find that so fascinating and i find that so much more exciting when i'm watching it and i know that he's i mean he's not doing everything right he's not doing all of these like airplane stunts himself and stuff like that but yeah well i feel like it's still yeah so exciting knowing what he is doing that he's probably doing you know a lot of it he is doing a lot of it and um it i just think there's a lot about tom cruise that's you know that's sketchy he's not it, yeah it, it yeah but we're, sound we're, like we're, we're talking about yeah Maverick. so i think well i think sometimes people really have a hard time separating um uh the artist from the art right and so i wonder are you guys are you guys somebody who can separate artists from the art um i think when you watch this movie you just see i think it has that that sparkle and it has that that it factor because it has tom cruise and he is he does he's such a movie star and like a classic movie star that it just works. We don't have those anymore. Well, you well, notice the, the, that? Yeah, and I think that we have few, a yeah. few movie stars. And I think just picking apart what we've had in this year, I think Sandra Bullock has proved that she's a big movie star. Yeah. And Tom Cruise has. And we'll see about Brad Pitt when his bullet train comes out. I just think even um, even with, okay, I don't want to really compare like Sandra Bullock and Tom Cruise. I just think that Tom Cruise is at such a level that he is our one of like the last great movie stars that we have. Right. And I think Brad Pitt is on that level. I think Angelina Jolie, Angelina Jolie would be on that level. I think they just have the, there's something about people with, but, but why are you taking Sandra Bullock? Off I'm not the, taking, I won't take her up. I won't take her okay. up. I think there's just something about like people with a movie star quality that yeah. there's just an it factor about them. And I think he, he definitely radiates that in this movie. Um, I've seen a lot of people weaponizing this movie from the, uh, the far right. And this, I'm talking about far, far right. Right. Um, Saying that, oh, see, it's a it's a movie that is just that it's anti woke, it's pro American, and this movie is very pro American, right? It's very pro military, very pro American, yeah. um, and but at the same time, it is still woke, and I I feel I feel people using the anti woke argument. If you want to say what woke is, right? Woke is like I hate this fucking word. I it's just you know being more inclusive to the fact that we have you know. A multiracial country we have you know a bunch of different genders and and sexualities and you know types of families and it's just and this movie has that there's a multiracial cast there is um the uh the miles teller yeah yes he and his character in this movie was raised by a single mother in a fatherless household right um because he died in the first one just spoiler that for that one <laughs> Um, and then we have, you know, we have another single mother who's like raising her kid by herself. And like, you know, and we have a, a, a female pilot who is like pretty badass. You know, it's just, we, we, if you want to call it woke, the woke stuff is still in here. You know, I think it's just people are. I mean, inclusion is woke stuff. I guess so. But <laughs> I, I think this is not a movie that you can really weaponize. I think it's just an exciting old school 
Hollywood movie. And I think that's why it's hitting with so many people. And that even the guys are like, oh, I'm going to go fly a plane now, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the, the, the thing is um, also like a lot of its money that it's making right now. Right now it's about 747 oh, it's killing, killing million worldwide. Yeah. But a huge chunk of that is from the quote-unquote flyover states, meaning that a lot of it isn't coming from necessarily California or New York, um, but like coming from these states, you know, the middle Where did American you hear states, that? Um, from journalist Grace Randolph. Okay. I trust her. I trust yeah. her. I just think like it, it's just an old school movie. I was even talking to my mom. I said it was a fun movie. It was really exciting and they really loved it, you know? And I think that's just the kind of sentiment with it is just, It was exciting it and it, it, it expanded upon it. I did it. There was twists and turns I didn't expect, literally. Yes. And um, I, it made me really care about the characters. And I think when you get, when you as an actor, writer, and, you yeah. know, uh, director, get me to really care about characters. You have done a really good job. It was so thrilling. It was so thrilling. And I, I highly recommend everybody going to see it. We also saw Fire Island. It didn't come out this last Friday. The last Friday. The the previous, previous Friday. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just Are looked at okay? my notes and <laughs> I put Margaret Cho. Well, well, because I was listening to the actors who were in each movie and I put Margaret Cho as in Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> we loved Top Gun starring Margaret Cho. Okay. We love her. We love her in Top Gun Maverick. I always get Fire Island and Top, Top Gun, Gun confused. <laughs> very similar movies. Very similar movies. Um, Fire Island was really funny. It was really fun. And it was really funny. I, I did enjoy it very much. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a movie that I'm like constantly revisiting, but it was a very great watch. It came out on Hulu um, like two weeks ago. Uh, it was a take on Pride and Prejudice, which I didn't know. Well, I'm going to show my ass here. I'm, I'm, I've never read Pride and Prejudice, never seen the movie. I'm not really a fan of it. Um, I've, I've seen the movie, but that's as far as it goes. Did and you I, like I, the movie? Don't remember, honestly. Does, it, does this movie I, My mom probably like made me watch movie. it when I was like oh, okay. younger. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I do see some echoes of it. A lot of people still really love Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. But this is like a, a group of queer best friends yeah. who decide to they do their annual trip to Fire Island. Annual trip? <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> um, to Fire Island during the summer, which is a big thing for the gay community, especially like in the New York area. Yeah. Um, and we kind of go through their trials and tribulations as they each like have their own issues that they're dealing with. Plus, the, this might be the last yeah. time that they're doing this. And I thought it was really fun. I think it, this could have been super easy to be very superficial and just like a queer camp movie. Yeah. And I think that they actually really dug in. It was very interesting for me. And this is the my now my second favorite uh, queer film that has come from Hulu. The first one being The Happiest Seasons. Uh, Happiest, oh, Happiest Seasons season was really good. I do with, love uh, that one. Kirsten Stewart. And I really loved that one. And now like... I'm Do you excited know how many for... times we've watched Happiest Season because of this one? I watch it all the time. <laughs> well, I watch it every... I watch, I've watched it at least three times every it's good. Christmas season. It's good. Um, it's really, really good. And this gives me a lot of hope. Well, I, Searchlight uh, produced this film. Um, I'm not sure about Happiest Season, but it gives me a lot of hope for queer content on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm that. Well, so, and it just is not something I relate to at all because I'm not kind of in that general area. And like, I don't, we don't have, I never like growing up had a, like a fire island, right? Like we didn't really have that when I was going to college in Alabama. Um, we had like PCB and like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like the gay haven where all the gays go and like, you know, party and be prideful. Um, so it was really interesting seeing it kind of in, cause you, I've always heard about it, right? You always hear about it and you hear, I have, 
a lot of friends from New York that are in New York, and they they always talk about it. I just have no idea what they're talking about. And this was kind of a visu- visualization for me What's- to see kind of. And I believe that this is a, a very accurate representation of what is going on over there. And it's just fun. It looks fun. It looks like a party, you know? Well, it's Yeah, and it, it does look fun. And the, the thing like that's concerning, I think, for like the gay community, a lot of times, the, the male gay community, queer yeah. community, is body image. And they, they did have a lot of conversations about body image on that, you know, when it came to like, you know, going to like Fire Island and stuff. Yeah. And, well, we've had those conversations ourselves. And I, I think that's a, definitely a conversation that just needs to be continued yeah so tomas uh matos is a standout I'm, i hope i'm saying his name right he played keegan in the movie he was the the one um, with the mustache he always had cropped up on mm-hmm. um i loved him i thought he was so fucking funny he was really he was really like good. hilarious in this movie um i'm also a big fan of bowen yang who's on saturday night live and when i saw him in this movie because again going into this movie i didn't really like look it up beforehand i'm in a kind of a phase right now where i don't like looking things up beforehand i'll maybe mm-hmm. watch the trailer see the poster um and I just didn't realize he was in this, and I was so excited to see him because I love him on Saturday Night Live. I think he's so funny. No, he was really, really good uh, throughout, and uh, I've I'd never seen Joel Kim Booster in it either. I haven't either. No, he wrote it. He wrote the movie. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I I didn't know he he wrote. It. I know Andrew on directed it yeah i've not seen any of his other movies but it makes me curious about watching them yeah um also did you see the did you see the tweet about the bechdel quest i saw a tweet about it but i didn't look into it um so (laughs) oh because there's no women from rosen uh, (laughs) she's taking this back by the way so fire island movie gets an f minus on the bechdel test in a whole new way do we just ignore the drab lesbian stereotypes because cute gay Asian boys? Is this revenge for all those years of the gay boy best friend? Alison Bechtel herself has amended the Bechtel test just for this movie. Two men talking to each other about the female protagonist of an Alice Monroe story in a screenplay structured on a Jane Austen novel equals pass. Hashtag Fire Island, hashtag Bechtel test. <laughs> hashtag Fire Island. And it's become a meme. Everybody is... You know, posting Sean Cody and Randy Blue screenshots and saying F F minus on the Bechtel test, or like not in front of my salad gets an F minus on the Bechtel test now. Did the Bechtel cast comment on it? Oh, I don't know. Bechtel cast is a really good podcast, by the way. Yeah. So another one that just came out. Uh, it came out on Friday, right? First Kill. I think so. It yeah. was Friday. This is a this is a series on Netflix. It's like a teen drama fantasy supernatural series um, created by V. E. Schwab based on her her novel um i don't know if it's a book series or not is it a series i know it's a book it's a book we have not read the book but we did watch the first two episodes of first kill i have to say i did very much enjoy it i think what is so it's so it's like uh yeah it's for teens obviously teen content is always hit or miss for me because i just don't relate to teen content anymore that i just i have i have a hard time making myself watch teen content first and then if i really like it then i stick with it um well, I feel like teen content's always teen content's always really interesting because yeah. it grows. Yeah, you know, with you and, and it grows with the actual viewers, like Buffy. You know, we started out in high school and then we went to college and then post college and yeah. all that stuff. And you really, really grow at, as as the the show continues going. And so, I don't think that it takes anything away from it. Um, I I want to say that we've only watched the, the first two episodes of this show so far, and I've loved it yeah so what i really liked about it was first of all i'm i'm, I'm in love with cal who was played by uh, imani lewis i think she is so fun. she's my favorite okay. so and it's it's because she's a slayer i do love a vampire i do it's it's a vampire slayer like falling in love 
series, yes. right? Okay, and they're both from families who are like one family's vampire family, and the other one's a vampire slayer family, and like they come from lineages. And it's just it's 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 cheesy, it's teeny, it's it's supernatural. There's mythos already built into it. Yes. And I, I love myself a good mythos. <laughs> it is very cheesy, I will say. Like the romance stuff is really cheesy at times. But cheesy but takes itself seriously. Good. You know, it's like can't good. be but good. This is what I've been missing. I've been missing like a female ass kicker, like slayer. I want a slayer story. You yes. know, I really wanted a slayer story. And seeing this, that's what sold me. It's like on the poster, they're like they're like kissing and one of them has like a stake. And I was like, oh I just remember that as a kid. I gravitated towards anything yeah. that was either uh, women kicking ass yeah. or vampires. And it was always like, I freaking loved Buffy. Uh, whenever the Underworld movies came out, I was completely obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, anything vampire related, I'm always on board for. And um, I was really, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to like this or not. And I want to say that this I'm going to give it the highest of compliments right now. Just wait, though. Wait on We have okay, to finish okay. it, okay? We wait, have wait, to wait. finish watching it. No, 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 it, okay? no. The first two episodes. First two episodes, yes. I want to I'll say. Agree with you. Okay. Actually gave me Buffy vibes. Kind of did, didn't it? Like an updated yes, Buffy. Yes, Okay. So what? Are, something I really like missed. Like this was the direction that they were going This is fully with. my misogyny. This is my misogynistic self speaking here. Um, I fully miss a female ass kicker who is dressed to the nines, right? Who was like so fabulous and looking so great. I love the Charlie's Angels movies because of that. Um, Cause they're just like dressed in like all of these designer clothes and it makes no sense of their, their wardrobe, but they like make sense and they're, they're kicking ass, you know? Um, and Buffy's always like styled to the nines, right? She's, yeah, looks she's fucking she's amazing. She's wearing heels and a mini dress to Cal go. Cal looks so <laughs> like, good in this while she's like fighting too. And like, she even wears athleisure wear when she's like, you know, hunting demons and vampires. Um, and she looks fantastic in it, right? There's a great. scene, there's a, shot there is a shot in the first episode where is it the first episode or is it maybe like the beginning of the second one okay well she's she leaves a party she is staked to the vampire and she's like running down the street right and there's like blue light behind her and she's like running her hair is all running and she looks great and it's just i think it's a slow-mo shot too it's just everything i want and it has it has gotten me really excited got me really you know there's there's a couple bad reviews on it that you Pointed out. Oh my gosh! I'm yeah, glad that, that you said that. So I, I, you know, I was looking it up just yeah. to get all the names of all the actors and stuff. So Variety article calls <laughs> first kill a tired take on teens, lesbians, and vampires. And I was like, what? I can't believe they said that, especially after watching the first two episodes. Yeah, and I just reminded you we haven't seen it. We haven't seen the rest of it yet. So, <laughs> it so fair, it fair. Be. It could go <laughs> way down here. Yeah. Kill from here. So and let me tell you, I'm okay with. A subpar first season, as long as you pick it you up. You have to afterwards. be. You're, you're, you're kind of shaking. You're finding on your, your footing. Yes, you're, you're finding, finding your absolutely. footing. Absolutely, you're finding your legs. Um, and I think what I'm seeing so far is still really good. I just I've missed a Slayer. I've missed a Slayer story, a brand new Slayer story. You know how many times we have to watch Buffy over and over again to get the Slayer story? It's well, it's exactly. A lot. And I've always been very nervous about Buffy coming back. But yeah. honestly, if this was, you know, like if she was, if Imani Calope. Calliope well, was the new Slayer. Just Cal. Just Cal. Imani was the, the new Slayer. Combined both I w- of their names. <laughs> the actress and the character. <laughs> yes. Imani Calliope. Um, if she, <laughs> no. If she was, Her name is Imani. She, I know, I know, I know, oh I know. Um, if she was the new Slayer, I'd be about it. She was. She's so pretty. She's yes. so pretty. And I love yes. her hair. And I love her outfits. And it's just the gay coming out of me. It's the gay jumping out. Um, I love the fight. Some of the fight. There's a fight on a rooftop that I really like. Some of the fights were like... At first, a little shaky. The first episode, I thought, was a little shaky. And then there's a fight on the rooftop in the second episode, and she does a high kick, and I'm like, fucking yes. Well, they, yes they start actually, yes. like, they have a choreograph- 
choreographied choreography choreography fight choreography yeah chore the fight was choreographed fight feet choreographed choreographed <laughs> the fight was we never said we were smart y'all <laughs> why did we, like, the fart <laughs> should we move on yes okay. yes we're gonna no we're gonna move what's your what's your last point i was just out? gonna say that the fight was choreographed and i was <laughs> i was in love with it because we've been watching stranger things and i've been yeah. watching 11 just like everybody like this and i love it i love 11 but i do want some, some kicking and punching. Yeah, okay. yeah. I need some Buffy Faith like. Mm -hmm. I need some. Backing. I need some good action scenes. I do. I need I some do. good action. There's scenes. also a really, really intense makeout between the two main characters at the end of the first episode, and I was a little shocked they went that that hardcore with it. There was there's definitely some some uh, heavy heavy grinding on each other as they're making I, out. I love that. And we know there's like a bite coming. There's a stake coming, and it's just it's thrilling. Well, uh, the thing is, like, you can't do vampires without sex. Yeah. And I also think all, all vampires are very... Yeah. 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 Okay. So okay. <laughs> that's good. We're going to watch the rest of it and we'll report back after we've watched the rest of it. All right. Everybody has been wanting us to talk about Heartstoppers. We're, we're running out of time. I'm sorry. So it's not going to be a detailed conversation, but we will have a detailed conversation about it at some point. I would like to do a little bit more reaction type of things with Heartstopper. So maybe we'll do a reaction series going through the episodes again because I would like to revisit it. It is it's it's from a book series, right? Is it a book series or comics? What it's is it's a what comic is it? okay. book series. Mm. From Alice Oseman. Alice Oseman, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um and it's British. Everybody has been talking about this damn show. I told him so before this show came out, I was letting him know, hey, this is gonna be big and we should probably cover it. And you were like, oh, is it really going to okay, be Okay, but this is what I was telling you guys earlier is that it's 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 teen. I'm like, I don't relate to this. I'm not going to, you know. It, it is very hard to get me to watch something that is centered on teens. It just is. Like the initial yeah. thing, once I watch we, we, it. Which is fine, yeah. yeah. And once I watch it, I'm either going to like it or not. But I think, Alistair, you know this about me already is that I I will poo-poo something initially and you just have to make me watch it. Exactly. So. like. Like you'll be like, oh, I can't believe we're watching this, and then you'll end up watching it and liking it. I liked it. Um, I liked it. It was just sweet. It was like sugar. It, it gave me a sweet, sweet tooth. You know, it hurt my teeth a little bit. Well, and I think we talked about in our last episode um, that you know we, we were talking about genuine queer content. You yeah. Know, like we talked about Love Simon, Love Victor, all of that stuff. Yeah. And I think Heartstopper is the right answer, where we get like a full, like really nice story arc of yeah. like these two guys coming together charlie and uh nick yeah. nelson i keep calling together. him kit because that's the actor and that's all oh. i hear people saying is kit 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 they should have just named him kit in the show well it makes sense they, they both have really good chemistry they both just it just seems so sweet it is sweet and um for me it's so like we have like them sit together in like their form class and then they start getting to know each other and charlie's kind of bullied and Nick is part of like the rugby team and they just like start to build a friendship. I love that Nick is never, there's never a moment where Nick is, is like having to be a bully or anything either. Like he's always, he's, he was kind of a sweet guy from the beginning. And I think he I was. really like that about him is that he was already a sweet guy. He was still a little bit unsure of himself and maybe not making a hundred percent the right decisions, but he was so sweet. Okay. So this is what I really enjoyed about Heartstopper is that it doesn't rely on trauma. 
I think we have so much queer content that relies on trauma and the story of trauma, right? And the character is just going through the worst that a gay guy could go through, right? Um, we get that all the time. That's It's very common. And it's not so common that you get something that is so, so sweet, you know? It's like the name of this very cozy. is perfect for this. It's like Heartstopper. It's like a flutter. It's like, you know, do you remember that short film that was a... Uh, it was like animated and it was two kids at school and they had, they both had hearts yes. and they were like, yes. I don't know. So that it felt exactly like that. It did it's actually. just so I, sweet, I you know? That. And there are things that are traumatic, you know, there's bullying. There is, uh, there, Would, I think bullying is like the, the, the biggest hurdle there, yes. right? And then like confronting your own sexuality. So there are the Figure dramatic moments and stuff like that, but the, this story is not hinging on, on people's trauma. And I really, enjoyed that um because it doesn't always have to and i'm a very dark person i love seeing stories of trauma and i love because it helps me confront my own right but then every now and then it's so nice to have something like this and i know there were probably pieces of content and media and entertainment when i was growing up that were out there people let us all the, know all the time you know oh you know there are there are queer media queer entertainment out there for us um you had to really look for stuff. you had to really look for stuff and you're if you're a teenager trying not to come out, you're probably not searching on your family's Netflix for the gay content. Um, or I just, you, or I just remember watching Shelter so many times. And like, yeah. That's such a good movie. Do you know I watched my, my heart stopper? This is going to sound really bad. My heart stopper was Beecher and Keller in Oz. <laughs> Christopher Maloney in, in that prison show. Oh yeah, that this was is bad. so bad. That's so bad. But that I was, was like, so oh, bad. this is so romantic. He broke his arms, but you know, he's still coming back to her. <laughs> that was. <laughs> it's not good. Well, that's how I'll make sure that our relationship goes forward from now on. You gonna break my arms, baby? <laughs> yes, you're gonna find it super romantic. <laughs> um, but uh, I will say that that's actually something that I, I wanted to get to. Okay, is is because I feel like I've seen so many especially like millennials and Gen Xers watch this and then be on TikTok crying. Like, because they're, I feel like for, um, I didn't, I don't want to take anything away from Gen Zers because everybody's situation is different, but I do think that we're now approaching a generation where, especially as a generation, as that generation, there's so much more open accepting and, um, you know, really exploratory about who they are yeah. and who they want to be. And so here, like, this is a piece of content that wouldn't have been made maybe even 10 years ago. And that's one. Or at least wouldn't have been as popular, right? Like, people wouldn't have been as out and proud to say, I watch Heartstopper when they go to school, right? No, like, I, just, I don't think it would have If it had made. come out when I was going to school in 2011, 2012, you know, I I wouldn't have told anybody I was watching the show. Well, I just don't think it would have been picked up. I think maybe, like, Logo would have done something like that. Ah. But... Even then, I don't think that they would have approached a teenage boy romance because yeah. I feel like that's taboo. It's always the teenage you boys, know? right? That we don't want to see. We don't want to see men having relations like this. Yeah, men having relations like this. Like it, 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 right now, we're going through a time where like a lot of red states are banning, yeah. especially teen and kid books that you know talk, talk about queerness at all. And so, and for, not just queerness, racism, um, topics that are really. <sighs> That are showing how problematic we've always been. Yes. Yeah. And how, it, it, and how it, it, fucked topics up and that up spread a light on that, on like, things. show the truth, right? You know, um, it's always I've always I've been seeing this quote go around so much, but I don't even know who originated it. It's like you know the books that are being banned; those are the books you need to be reading, right? Uh, well, exactly. And then um, we have, so we have 
millennials and Gen Xers who are watching yeah. this. And let, let me tell you, I think a lot of queer people are emotionally stunted, especially when it comes to relationships where we do not experience the fumbling around of like middle school and high schoolers, uh, you know, in heterosexual relationships. Yeah. We, we figure that out in our twenties and for some people in their thirties and forties, you know? Um, and this is actual teenage boys who are getting to experience this thing that we could have only hoped to experience. Yeah. And you know, it's just getting better with every generation, right? Hopefully. And it hopefully continues that way. You know, um, it just, I know I've seen, I've seen a lot of criticisms about it being so sanitized, right. And so wholesome. This um, one. Yeah. And I think that's what I love about it so much is because we have a lot of content out there already that deals with trauma and deals with, you know, for a lot of people, you know, being queer does come with a lot of traumatic situations and emotional baggage, you know, um, we, there's, there's, and it, again, you just, you can't, we're not a monolith, so everybody doesn't feel this way, but there's a, there's a shared experience among a lot of people that, you know, a lot of queer people had to, or a lot of gay guys had to go on Craigslist, you know, and like talk to random, you know, older men. And those would be their, you know, for a 13, 14 year old be having their first experience, sexual experience with somebody who's like 35, right? Like it's, it's, it's weird, really fucked up situations that, you know, queer people do tend to go through most times. Uh, it's even in euphoria. Remember the first episode of euphoria, um, yep. Jules and, and, uh, Eric Dane, like that, that does ring very true. Um, and so every once in a while, it is just very, very nice to see the story of these kids, you know, in school together and they just fall in love and one's a rugby player and the other one's, you know, I, I always wanted, I would have these like idyllic relationships in my head. Like if, if I was, you know, when I was in high school, I would be like, Oh, I just want somebody to take care of. Right. I want to be like, I want to be like the, the boyfriend who like wraps his arms around this guy. And, you know, that's what I wanted to be. And I always like would replay that in my head. Like I'd be sitting in class and just like playing a movie in my head of like how I would like, you know, I gave a relationship to be uh, playing Heartstopper, in your playing head. Re Heartstopper in my head. And it, it just, it's nice, you know, they're not drinking, they're not doing drugs, they're not swearing, and that doesn't take away from any other projects. It's just a really wholesome coming-of-age story, and I think it's okay to have something that is wholesome. It just exactly. gives more options. There's just more options out it, there, it, and it, if it's not your thing, if you don't prefer the wholesomeness, then there's plenty else out there it, for you. It, and what's also really awesome about this is we don't only get a queer male relationship uh, rep, but we also get uh, Nick, who is bi, we get a lesbian yeah. relationship, uh, we get uh, a, a trans um woman in this yeah. like you know and it's really cool to see all that i only have one criticism okay do you want to know what the criticism what is, is? It? um tau truly had the worst hairstyle i've ever seen <laughs> i did i we don't have to <laughs> it was like i don't know I why they did that to you i don't know either, i do either. not know why they did that to you but i feel so sorry because i saw him <laughs> without the hairstyle and, and he looked good, but with the hairstyle, I was like, what is I wasn't a big on? fan of the hairstyle either. I wasn't a big fan of the character of Tao either. I thought yeah. he was like too in his friend's business and like too, but I, he grew on me and I really like, I had to remember to understand where he was coming from, right? It's like, you always have to understand where somebody's coming from. And he's like really just looking out for his friend and trying to protect his friend and feels like he's losing his friend to something that's going to ultimately hurt him. Um, 
Well, you just know, like five years later, he's going to be looking at pictures being like, what the fuck was I doing? With the hairstyle. What the fuck was I doing? Hey, we all did it. We all did it. Olivia Coleman's in it too. And she's so great. And she's not even she like, is, yeah. she didn't have the biggest role, but she's, she's just great. Um, mm-hmm. We, again, we want to do some like reactions or something. Maybe go through the episodes again. If you'd like to see something like that, we can maybe do it as sort of bonus content. Maybe TikTok or, or something. I yeah. I don't know. We'd like to start doing more TikTok videos. I think we're going to like ramp up our TikTok page. Um, but we, yeah. So that was kind of a little coverage on Heartstopper too, and everything else we've been watching you know i had a lot of fun today i did it and it it finally feels like i'm coming back because we did the that one episode with me back (laughs) and then finally i'm like back back let's break the fourth wall a little bit so we record all of our wide shots like this all in one take and so when he's like i had a lot of fun today we haven't even covered our topics you don't need to you don't need to expose (laughs) me to everybody i'm sweating my butt off right now and you're just exposing me to everybody i've seen somebody comment before and be like i don't think you I, i that they called us out on on the way we kind of film it because they're like your drink was was full before now it's empty and, well, and that's why Zach usually if we don't have mugs he's like you got to put the drink oh you move your drink around so it looks like we've been doing the whole thing this whole time okay. well it's much easier let me tell you it's much and I am sure that we really enjoyed this recording process oh absolutely we're really excited to record this one as you've already heard but. <laughs> We'll see you in the Friday show, guys. Have a fantastic week.